0: Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name is Warren Shu, and today, why it's important to ensure your goose that lays the golden egg. Okay, what what am I talking about? Why it's important to ensure your goose. We're not vets, we're not farmers. What's going on? So, just entertain me for a moment. Just imagine this, imagine you've had a goose at the end of your garden, I assume you keep it in your garden, not in your house. And as long as you fed it, nurtured it, watered it, looked after it, it laid you a golden egg every month on clockwork, every single month. And all you had to do was feed it, water it and nurture it. You'd become quite accustomed to this golden egg and you would be able to sell these golden eggs to get services and facilities and things you might pay for your car you might pay for your holiday you might pay for your school children's school fees if that goose got sick and it couldn't lay the egg you might become reliant on that egg that money that you produce from it would it then not be wise to insure the goose to make sure that you've got a replacement for this egg should the goose get sick it kind of makes sense doesn't it it makes sense to me so let me ask you a question Do you insure your income? Because for many of us, we're our own family's goose. We go out to work, we earn a living, we get paid every single month and our families rely on that income. Now, if we're lucky enough, we might work for a large employer who might pay us our salary if we're off work for sickness or injury or something for more than say three or four months. Normally they would pay up to about six months. It's rare for them to pay for much longer than six months, certainly on full pay, they might go down to half pay or something, and it's extremely rare for them to pay for more than a year. How long could you last if you didn't earn any money through sickness or accident, couldn't go to work without any money coming in? How many, what's your, what we refer to your burn rate, how quickly would you go through your savings? How long would you last? And if you did go through your savings, well, did those savings have a plan for them? Was there an intention for those savings that you now no longer can do because you just paid for your regular direct debits, your mundane bills? You know, it's it's pressure. And if you're burning through your savings and you're trying to get better because you know your family relies on you for bringing this money in, you're now not thinking about yourself and your wellness and trying to recover. You're thinking about how you have to get well and you have to go back to work. These are what we call modal operators of necessity. You have to do something because not only do you rely on yourself, but your wife, your husband, your children, could be other family members who are relying on you to get well, to get back to work. You become this thing, this machine so it's vital for so many people that they protect their income through a thing called what we refer to as income protection insurance um let me explain income protection insurance for you a second so income protection insurance basically will pay out a tax-free income in the event of you being unable to do your work typically it's your own job you have to be careful of the underwriting of the policy but if you're unable to do your Own work or a suitable job through long-term accident or sickness and it will pay out this tax-free income every single month until you either return to work or the end of the contract which often is retirement you can get shorter term contracts now which may run for say five years they're a little bit less expensive but most of the ones we'd ever write at Lexington we'd arrange at Lexington would be until retirement so You've got a scenario where one day something goes wrong. I don't even want to say what it is. You can imagine what sort of things can happen. It could be a car accident. It could be a long-term sickness illness. You've seen some of the people suffering from COVID and long COVID, those kind of things. You can't go to work. So then after a waiting period, a deferred period, typically between three and six months, you can get them after a month and you can get them to go as long as a year typically, but between three and six months. And that's your emergency buffer. So if you link it back into the bank out system, you've normally got about six months of your expenditure on deposit. So you use that for the short period. And then this insurance kicks in and pays out every single month until you return to work. Uh, and I think I think all the contract ends. Um, I think these are things that are essential. I have it myself. You know, it's it's. You, you, I could say I've got plenty of savings behind me. I look after myself health wise. I try not to do anything too dangerous. I've got no medical underlying medical conditions, but my family relies on me. You know, and my staff rely on me. So it's important there's an insurance there that I transfer that risk from instead of carrying that risk myself. Okay. I transfer that risk, you know. We insure our car, we insure our homes, we probably insure ourselves when we go on holiday. So, why don't we ensure probably the most valuable asset that we've got our future income streams, particularly if we're younger? I'll think of two scenarios for me. I want you to think of a uh, so we're going to think of um, a way another way I think about this. Think of two identical jobs, okay? So, the location, the work, the career prospects, everything's identical apart from. Job one gives you an annual salary of 38,600 pounds a year. It's a UK average salary, 38,600. But if you're off sick, it just stops, okay? That's job one. Job two gives you an annual salary of 37,400 pounds a year. But if you're off sick, you still get paid. And you still get paid every single month until you either go back to your job can carry on working, still get paid, or you retire. In which case, hopefully, we've got some retirement funds in place for then Which one would you choose? Thirty-eight thousand six hundred a year. It just stops if you're sick. Thirty-seven thousand four hundred a year. Your income just carries on, irrespective of whether you can work or not through sickness. And when you position it that way, when you look at it that way, in my mind, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? You're giving a little bit up off the top, but you've got contingency. you've got longevity in there it's um you know think of it. we insure less valuable items you might even insure specific items around your house on your context insurance. you might itemize them you're paying a premium for that. The most valuable asset you have is your future income stream, you know if you think about where you are now and where you will be at retirement look at what you earn now add up all those future income payments the escalation for inflation the increases through career choices developing your business if you're a business owner you grow your business develop your business the growth in that if you're a graduate going through the ranks you think well actually i'm going to progress through the management ranks and create more income through career progressions, it's such a valuable asset. And it's such an important thing that I believe you is an essential insurance that you have in place. Now in the money plan, I didn't class it as an essential on the foundations because I want to keep things simple. I just said, um, emergency cash, wills, and power of attorneys were essential. But if you look at the uh, the order of things, it's right up there is like number one, I think it is, income protection. I kind of put it above life insurance in a lot of cases. And the reason I put it above life insurance is because if you're sick, it doesn't just affect you, it affects all those people around you who've got to look after you. So your partner, spouse, significant other, can't just go about his or her daily work, go off to work and come back and go out in the evening and have fun, because they've got you to look after as well. Whereas I'm sorry to say as much as heartless as it sounds, when you pass away, that is a clear cut There's a period of grieving, I get that completely, but over time, there isn't a person to care for and look after, and the extra bills you're still eating and stuff like that, aren't you? So think about it, take a serious think about it. Insuring your income, I believe, is an essential. Um, It's less expensive than you might think. Income protection is the policy you're looking for, It's an income protection plan. The old name used to be permanent health insurance. It pays out a tax-free income after a waiting period, which typically is three to six months, and it will pay out until you either return to work or the end of the contract term. Um, if you're interested in more you can, I believe, go to Lexo and, um, <clears throat> I think there's a, a Lexo Protect on there. You can fill out the form, it comes through just and we'll quote you for it. Um or just drop us a message and we can we can sort that out. But go, go online. I'm not this isn't a sales pitch. This is really just information. I only give you those outlets so you know that there's an avenue to choose so you can come to us if you want. You know, as a rule, we don't like insurances. I get that. I hear that often, and I'm probably in that camp too. Um I bought some bikes the other weekend. Uh, the other day and um for the kids and they wanted to insure the bikes so i going i'm like i'm good i'm all right you know the amount the kids ride the bikes um we can service it and look after ourselves you know i don't always add on those extra insurances but i've got my income insured okay so i've got the essential insurances and there are some things that are really important um we don't like them but we do need them um so i think that's the bit to to point out okay big five this week big five things that are going on five facts you may not realize about disability insurance or income protection okay I kind of group it I refer to the word disability insurance because it makes sense to me you're disabled you're unable to carry on working that's why it pays out um, so whereas income protection could be confused with redundancy so and they're not the same so mental health and musculoskeletal conditions are the two Top reasons for long term sickness and absence from work mental health conditions, particularly at the moment, have skyrocketed understandably i'm definitely not saying i'm in that camp, but I definitely have been affected by um, over the winter the dull the dull days you know, not being able to do the things you want to do i've got some great friends I want to go and see them and, and have some good times and having that restriction compound that imagine compound that with money problems um and particularly being on your own i can really see how the mental health um problems have increased significantly Uh, musculoskeletal as well um i used to get a bad back beginning of the lockdown went running really hurt my back and i took up yoga and that really helped but you know it can help hurt anyone um the number two the average person's savings in the uk would um, cover their bills for less than three months imagine that it's not that you can't get work, you can't work because you're sick and then your savings dry up. There's only so much leverage or time your landlord's gonna give you or your mortgage is gonna give you before they start um, proceedings. Number three, 44% of people off work for more than a year never return to work. Now that kind of hit me a bit there because obviously a year is quite a long time but if you think about it, if you are that sick, you're unlikely ever to re- return to work. Now, I appreciate this doesn't happen to everyone, and it's not a common eventuality, but it's a risk, and it's a risk that I'm not willing to carry. Um, And I think you certainly should consider it. I'm not one of those people to say you have to have it, but you need to consider it. Um, People aged 55 to 64 are three times more likely to have long-term sickness than the under 25s, kind of an obvious one, I guess. And the important number five is income protection, or disability insurance, does not pay out in redundancy. This is not a redundancy policy. This is about your health and well being and being able to work. Moving on, other things in the news uh, this week. The Bank of England have launched their new £50 note. Um, it's got the pioneer co-breaker Alan Turning on it um, and it enters circulation on the 23rd of June. And I think that's going to be the mathematician's 100 and, or would have been, should I say, his 109th birthday. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. and It's going to be the last note to change from paper to the polymer. Second thing in the news this week, that we've got um, individuals who are part of a working household who receives tax credits may be eligible for this one-off £500 payment. Okay, so if you receive tax credits, you may be eligible for a one-off £500 payment. You don't need to do anything. Um, It's basically to cover the uh, extra support that's been given during the corona crisis that's going to be uh, ending on the 5th of April. So, individuals will be contacted by text message um, uh, or letter in April to confirm they are eligible. I've got to say, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that they're just text messaging you. And the reason for that is so many scammers are using text messaging now as well to um, get things across. So, and I think just, you know, just write, just write. Uh, it's a bit old fashioned, isn't it? But yeah, how do we get around that? Okay questions in this week uh first question came in from a reader they said i would like to save some money for my young grandchildren what do you suggest okay so these grandchildren were young they were like one and or two and just born i think so first thing is the uh, investment type so 20 plus years of investment at least you want to go global equity global equity index fund perfect high risk higher return over time um, you should do well out of that. Then it's what account do we hold the money in? What wrapper? Um, and you've got two main choices here. I like the pension. We've got three choices. I like the pension because it locks money up for when they're you know, 60 or 57. Um, however, if they want you want them to have access sooner than that, then you've got the junior ISA, tax-free, tax-free growth, great, 9,000 pounds a year allowance, perfect, ticks all the boxes. However, it's their property okay so when they turn 18 it's theirs and that's the bit i'm not a hundred percent on um, some children won't be mature enough to inherit that money at 18 so this, the third option you got is to have a general account just in your own name uh, which you can manage <clears throat> uh, second question is uh, i'm a higher rate taxpayer and i've made a, a pension contribution how do i claim the tax relief okay good question so if you're a high rate taxpayer if you make an individual pension contribution yourself, okay, you will receive basic rate tax relief at source. So if you put hundred pounds into the pension, 125 pounds gets invested. Okay, so it goes into the pension that way. But to, that's the 20% tax relief. Trust me on the maths, it is right. Um, but to claim the higher rate tax relief, you have to claim that from HMRC. It doesn't get given to you at source. So there's one or two ways that you can do that. You can, if you complete a self-assessment, you complete your self-assessment, you put your details in there, and then it will come through, for whatever word in the wash, in the calculations. So they'll give you that um, correction that way. Or the second way you can do it, if you're an employed individual and don't typically do a tax return, although as a high rate taxpayer, you should do one until you're told not to, um, you can write to HMRC. You write, send a letter to HMRC um, and give them the details and they will then assess the claim. And you can get a template for the, of that letter off of the warranty.com website. Just go into the resources section. I think it's called H- higher rate tax relief HMRC letter or something. Um, yeah, so it's important. You know, so many people don't do this. So many people don't claim this. I think you can go back four years as well it's not four at six but you certainly can go back a few years as well and claim for previous years relief um it's important you claim this because um it's not going to be given to you otherwise how you get it one or two ways um hmrc might send you a check refund um if they think it's a one-off transaction not an ongoing thing so you just get a one-off payment this way um or alternatively they might adjust your personal allowance to the amount of money you earn tax-free so currently I think the CS yes, still 12500 is going up on the 6th of April, 12570 I think. Um, but they'll increase that amount so you earn more money tax-free. So you get it that way. So <clears throat> swings around about, But the way you claim it is either through your self-assessment or through a letter to HMRC. Uh, and the way you get your refund is either through a check refund or an increase to your personal allowance. That's it for this week. Um, If you have any other questions, please send them through. And until next time, stay safe and be happy. If you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, please do so. There's a great number of back issues to go through. And remember, what makes us different on your financial journey is the support with access to downloads and templates on warrenshoot.com, the YouTube videos and podcasts, as well as access to me, a multi-award winning certified financial planner and certified international coach. So please do engage and let's get your finances sorted together.